of this motivational and inspirational podcast and today's mendacious character Haman Haman is in the story of Esther I have spoke about Esther I have spoken about Mordecai but Haman is what we will consider in today's time an enemy he was a villain so to speak now Haman had to get his position with the king, you know, kind of rub elbows with the king when he learned of two men, uh, one named Victan and the other one Teresh, were plotting to kill the king. And when he learned of this, what better way to kind of rub elbows with the king a little bit than to get this word to the king and say, hey, uh, you know, king, I found out that you are sought to be killed by two Cambrians of the palace, one by the name of Bithan and the other one Teresh. Now, of course, the king was not happy about that wasn't happy to hear about anyone wanting to do away with him. So in reward of getting this information from Haman, the king decided that he was going to exalt him, to put him above the princess of the palace, that technically he had his own little area of the palace to call his own. Well, of course, anyone would be happy with that. The king appointed me above all the princes across this palace and across this country. And it was put out there that every man and woman and child is to bow down whenever they saw Haman because the king thought he did a wonderful thing. Well, Haman was very wroth with Mordecai. Mordecai refused to bow. He refused to acknowledge him as greatness, of great power, of great position. So he decided that he was going to concoct this story and say that the people of Israel refused to bow to him. They refused to follow the laws of the king. You know, he had to make it sound really good. That he wanted to cause much travail to the, to the Jews. That he want, he, so he decided that he wanted to lie on them, so to speak. And tell them that, you know, they're not following your laws. And, and he felt that the king would wasn't going to profit because they refused to follow the, the laws that the king had put forth. But it was because Mordecai wouldn't bow to him. It didn't have anything to do with the children of Israel. 
but he wanted to do something to hurt Mordecai. And what better way? Because they he really wanted to go and lay hands on him and just grab him and just take care of him himself. But because of possibly people whispering in his ear saying, no, don't put your hands on Mordecai. Just wipe out the whole, all of his people. That'll cause him to bow. And, you know, Haman thought, huh, that might be a good idea. So when he told the king all of this, of course, the king rewarded him with a ring. Now with this ring, whatever was written, it was stamped with, with that ring. Almost like when you go and get papers certified or whenever you get them notarized, there's a stamp, meaning it's making it legal in a binding contract. And so Haman took advantage of that. He said, oh, I'm gonna put this word out that I am going to have all the children of Israel killed because they will not follow the laws of the king. Of course, again, this was not true. And so Haman commanded the king of lieutenants and the governors to go out and put this decree out in writing in all the languages so no one could say they did not know that they, they did not know that this this decree had went out. And, you know, of course, Mordecai was not happy with what he heard. And the tie-in with the story is Mordecai had to get that word up to the queen who was his niece and he took her in and raised her as his daughter. Well, the, the conversation or the dialogue in between Esther and Mordecai raised up awareness to Esther and she had to get this stopped as fast as she could because these were her people and she was willing to risk her life to go before the king out of ordinance or out of guidelines because she had to put a stop to this. Now Haman, oh he was cocky, you know. He'd go after the laws was written and everything was put out on display that on a certain day set aside, it was the 13th day of the 12th month. The month was Adar. And I will let you know what that month is at a later time. But the month of Adar was going to be the day of their death. The, tw the 13th day, the 12th month. And after it was written and solidified and sent out to all the uh, people in their own tongues, the king invited Haman in for a drink. You know, come and sit down and drink with me. And the city, city of Shushan, and I may not be saying that correctly, was perplexed. They were upset. Because why did Haman put out this lie? It was not true. 
but he did it because he hated Mordecai so much. And, you know, um, after the king had invited it in, you know, uh, invited Haman um, to sit and drink, you know, Esther had raised her concerns and she asked him, you know, can we invite Haman to a banquet? Can we invite him and in, in have so he can have a meal with the king and queen? And so, you know, the king obliged her, invited him to um, the banquet. Now, Haman, you know, bragging to his wife and his friends of all the promotions that he had and the invitation to the banquet by the queen. But Mordecai grieved him. It was like that was the only thorn in his side was Mordecai. He could not stand Mordecai. And, you know, he, his friends listening to his grievances and was very, up. you know, seeing that he was very upset because he explained to him Mordecai would not bow to him. He would not bow. And the so you know how friends are. You know how we have those friends. Well, you know, if it was me, this was what I would do. This is how I would take care of that problem. If he is such a, a pain in your side, this is what I would do. And so his friends told him, you know, discussing with him uh, that Mordecai, with such a problem to him, do away with it. You know, let's figure out a way to get rid of it. And you know, what better way? If you think about in today's time, the mind process, the, the thought process is no different. When there is a problem, people try to figure out a way of getting rid of someone, getting them out of their life. They'll leave them, they'll lock them out of their house, they'll kick them out of the house. But the more horrifying thing is, they will do more bodily harm to them. And so when we think about the in today's time, how people hurt people or do away with people, it's not anything new. That thought process started way back, long time ago, with the children of Israel. Way back when, back in Moses' time, Abraham's time. It is not anything new. But bad karma is also in the makings back then. So Haman thought, you know, to himself, you know, hey, maybe I can get it set up where we can set a place aside to hang it and do away with him. That way I don't have to worry about him anymore. I can get rid of Israelites and I can get rid of Mordecai all at the same time. And then I can enjoy my promotion in peace, so to speak. And it was very, very upsetting to Esther 
to find out that Haman had even put this decree out. And the king asked her, what is your grievance? What is your disturbance? What's bothering you? And said, well, you know, I'm finding out that a decree went out against my people. And, and it's very grievance to my soul. You know how we women can, you know, have that right tone, that right way of saying things. That we know that our, if our husbands love us so much, that if we can say it just right, it gets their attention. And the king asked, well, who put this decree out? Said Haman. The king wasn't very happy with that. And then he's making it know, oh, I'm not going to have my queen upset. I'm not going to have my queen dismayed. We got to do something about this. And Haman found himself at Esther's mercy. That he was pleading with her and begging her for his life. The queen saw, you know, the queen saw that... He was malice in what he did, but he humbled himself because he knew his life was in danger. Because whatever the king say, it goes. Whatever the king put out there, he puts it in writing. And he let him know, okay, it's time to do away with him. I'm not tolerating this. And he pleaded and he begged and he pleaded and begged Esther to have that degree because he knew she had the power over him. And the king walked in and seen him lying, you know, like on her bed. He said, oh, I don't think that he's trying to do some things with my queen before me. And he sent him out the very tree that he had set up to hang Mordecai from, they hung him from that very tree, that bad karma. Whatsoever a man sowed, that's there he also reap. His intentions was to hang Mordecai from that tree. But the king said, no, we need to hang Haman from that tree. And that was so, and they hung him from that tree. And his life was forfeited at that point. The king decided, you know, everything that Haman had, it was the queen's now. It was at her discretion what she wanted to do with it. And the king, he praised Mordecai. And he lifted him up. And he honored him. This is awesome how this all worked. There is a good person. And an evil person. And then the deciding factor. The good person. Being Mordecai. The, the evil person. Being Haman. And the deciding factor. Being the king. You think about it. There's good people in this world, there are bad people in this world, and then there's God. He's the deciding factor. He's the judge. 
where our lives is not so different from the word of God and those individuals that are mentioned in the word of God. This is why God has given me this mission because we need to understand that it's not a, a mystery. The word of God is not a mystery. It's all about you diving in and wanting to learn about the word of God. It's all about you wanting to know what it's all about. And the only way that you are able to dis dissect it is to read it. Now, there are those that understand it a lot better than most. And then there are those that have a hard time grasping it. But in any event, we all need to learn it. And God has appointed me. And every day that I do this, he's opening up my understanding the reasons why he called me. He didn't call me to be better than anyone. But he didn't call me to be any less than anyone either. He called me to help someone. Understand. The word of God is not so different from our lives. We just have to learn how to understand it. There are people like Haman. That find fault in someone else. That find grievances. Because they're so, they think so highly of themselves. And someone who don't do something or acknowledge them, they feel like that they're beneath them. And that's not true. God made us all equal. Who divided us is us. We divided ourselves. Because we are looking at the wrong things about somebody. Because they were Jews, he didn't like them. Well, because someone is black, they don't like them. Because someone is fat, they don't like them. We divide. But God is trying to bring us together. Because in his eyes, we are all equal. This is Kim with Standing on Solid Ground. You have yourself a wonderful and blessed day.